as we continue with the vision that Christ gives John of himself, that is of Christ in Revelation chapter 1, John hears a voice like the roar of many waters. That is, he hears a voice like that of God. In fact, he hears the voice of deity. Ezekiel 124, And when they went, I heard the sound of their wings like the sound of many waters, like the sound of the Almighty, a sound of tumult like the sound of an army. When they stood still, they let down their wings. A voice that we dare not ignore, because the voice of Christ speaks with divine authority, because he is divine. He is God. When he speaks, we must listen. And this is a challenge for us and a lesson for us that we need to stir ourselves up every time we read the Word of God, we hear the Word of God, because in it Christ is speaking. In Revelation, it is the very voice of Christ who has all authority in heaven and on earth. And that voice, that word, will bring the final defeat of the armies of the earth. Revelation 19, beginning in verse 12, His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. Then John sees that in his right hand he held seven stars. Verse 20, we're told that these seven stars are the seven angels of the churches. And Hebrews 1.14, we're taught that angels are all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation. That is, angels serve the church and the saints. They serve the people of God. And the point here seems to be that Christ is not only sovereign over the king's of the earth, but he is sovereign over the spiritual realm as well. And part of that spiritual realm are his servant angels held in his right hand of sovereign power. All things are under his control, and he controls all things for our good and through those he has created for the purpose of controlling. Nothing slips through his grip. His complete control watches over and protects his church, and he does it by his angels and the power they are delegated him for the good of the church. Then he sees that from the mouth of the glorified Christ came a sharp two-edged sword. You notice this recurring theme of the word of God. The word of judgment on the rebellious of the earth, those who dwell on the earth, Revelation calls them those who, and even those who within the church live in habitual sin. The word of Christ will be the final word. Matthew 25 teaches us that soberly as the sheep and the goats are separated and then the final word is pronounced, depart from me or welcome, he says to the sheep. But he speaks now daily through his word. He speaks through his word daily so that we might hear him and cherish and obey his word and know his will for all things. But he speaks now also so that we might take his word to those who are in danger of hearing depart from me and they might hear the word of the gospel and the spirit of God might use that word of Christ that we share to bring them to new life. John further saw that Christ's face was like the sun shining in full strength. This is a picture of the blinding light of Christ's holiness. He is God. There is no one like him. Holiness means he is completely separate and in a class by himself. 
but it also means he is without sin and without the possibility of sin. Listen to Isaiah chapter 60, beginning in verse 19. The sun shall be no more, your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give you light, but the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun shall no more go down, nor your moon withdraw itself, for the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of mourning shall be ended. Remember the transfiguration on the mountain. John was there, Matthew 17, 2 tells us, and he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. A few verses later, he was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And then, towards the end of the book of Revelation, Revelation 21, And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon on it, for the glory of God gives it light. And its lamp is the Lamb. Its its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. This is the one who will be the eternal light of heaven, our Lord Jesus Christ himself. He is God, glorious, the, the exuding and shining forth of his glory will never cease. And we'll see it completely as it is when we're there in the city. The city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it. Revelation twenty-one twenty-three. For the glory of God gives its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. Now look at John's reaction as we finish up today. Revelation 1, 17. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not. Fear not. How does this vision of Christ affect you? This is the one who is in the midst of the churches. He's in the midst of our churches. He's in the midst of us. This is the one who owns the church, glorious enough to take our breath away, but like us enough and loving enough to lay his hand on us and say, fear not. If this glorious Christ does not overwhelm you and me in some sense, then we really haven't seen him. If his glorious, even fearsome presence only overwhelms us, then we've not felt his hand of mercy and compassion and heard him say, fear not. But make no mistake, this is who he is.